Thank you for joining us for a special edition of Sunday. Oh, more than Sunday. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, I'm Randy Hewitt, pastor of Life Community Church. This is More Than Sunday. Today I've got Lauren Seawalt with me, and we're going to be talking about the last week of the last series, Lead Us Not Into Temptation, about the Lord's Prayer. And I want to tell you about something that we're starting this next week. This next week. (laughs) Bring the mic closer. closer. Book mic. Book mic. (laughs) Bring the mic closer. Take the book further away. We can't handle this. So uh, we're starting a new series, uh, Lead Us, not Lead Us Invitation, Dream to Destiny with Robert Morse. It's the 10 uh, tests that we need to pass if we're going to see our dream fulfilled. It's got some really good stuff. And we have the workbooks, and we have the books available for you here if you would like to get those. Uh, thanks for watching. We're, we're talking about how the Bible talks in the Lord's Prayer about lead us not into temptation. And I, uh, I discovered something when I was studying for that that I had never seen before, which was very interesting to me, that the word temptation uh, is is the same word that is used for test. Mm, yeah. So when the when it says, lead us not into temptation, and then James says, uh, no, no one say when he is tempted, he is tempted by God. But then he also said, he says, you know, you know, rejoice when you face various kinds of trials. And that that word trials is the same words that's temptation. So so what is the difference between a temptation and a test and how does how that plays out? And I think it's we can kind of see it in like in a situation where maybe you're in a group of people talking and as you're talking to those people, they start gossiping about someone. And so you you know, and you feel bad and you think, oh, I don't want to participate in this. And you can't decide what to do, and and you can't decide whether to 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 walk away. Uh, and you know you need to walk away, or you can't decide to to uh, to participate. So there's a temptation to participate, but you know the right thing to do is to walk away. So the temptation is to fall into the sin of gossip. I don't much? know why I'm giggling so much. <laughs> so, Tim's yeah. back there doing all this like, <laughs> and, uh, sign language uh, and it's hard to keep a straight face. Sorry. You'll make me lose my <laughs> lose my place. Yeah. So, you know, and so how 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 we respond, it's not necessarily the event uh, that the same event is can be a temptation that the enemy would use to bring destruction to our lives. The same event can be used by the Lord to help us to mature, right. to help us to grow in faith, and help us to be more like Jesus. Yeah. And so it, it's kind of interesting how that, so he's saying, lead us not into temptation. So don't let us be deceived by what the devil's you know, selling. Right. Yeah, I think um, that is a really good example because that's something that we all are presented with all the time yeah. um, in a lot of different ways. And I would say that I did not feel conviction about that until I was spending time daily with the Lord of that 
you know how just like there's just seasons of like the Lord's working on one area at a time, thank goodness, is that he's only working on with you kind of one thing at a time because if he showed us all the areas that he was going to work on us with, it would be like very overwhelming. And so I just feel like that's one of those things that more recently that I feel like that a true, like a conviction about more so um, of just like not joining in on that and definitely, you know, trying to step back. Um, right. So I think for us, uh, for me and Tim and I've talked a lot about this and the guardrails, kind of what you talked about, like setting up guardrails in your life so that you aren't led into temptation. Um, and I think that's such a great example is guardrails of, cause it's such a visual example of what we have to do. Because I think with this day and age, the way things are is that temptations are everywhere, everywhere. It's more prevalent. You know, I think before when you want to look pornography, you had to go to the store, you had to seek out a magazine, <laughs> you know, it was like, yeah. it was like you, you got to take like 30 steps. You had to get in the car. Like it was just a much more difficult thing to access. And so nowadays sin is in your pocket and it's so, it's so easy and it's so accessible. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, you just have to be cautious for it to not, you know, get too far. And so the guardrails you have to put in your place in your life. So Tim doesn't have social media. Um, he doesn't have, I mean, he has them, but he doesn't have access to them. You know, he doesn't log into them. So he doesn't do Instagram or Facebook just for that reason of just creating that guardrail in his life. So. Yeah. Cause we can't trust him. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, oh, Tim's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I and I just I'd read about the new speaker of the house, uh, Johnson. How the the media actually criticized him, and he was being criticized because he and his son are both have accountability software on their phones, and they're accountable to each other about viewing pornography. Right. And you know that, and that's. You know, to set it up ahead of time, I know that maybe he doesn't struggle with it all. Maybe he recognizes that his teenage son does struggle right. with it. And so he's he's making himself open and vulnerable uh, and honest so that he can help his son. Maybe he, maybe he does struggle with it also. But, uh, you know, the media almost wants to, the world, the world wants to make fun of that because they don't want you to do that. That's right. That's wisdom. And that we we have to use wisdom. So every every situation is an opportunity. Am I going to trust God or or am I going to believe the lie? And right. gosh, we just get bombarded. I think more so today with we get so much information. You know, twenty four hours a day, <laughs> six days a week. You know, I even came in on a Sunday, Sunday once. I mean, it's we get bombarded so much. Yeah, distortion. You know, just, I mean, everything. I mean, I think we even saw that in the whole, uh, during COVID and and about the vaccine or not the vaccine and what's the government saying. And there's like, it felt like everybody was, everybody was taking the truth and shifting it to to their viewpoint. And so it just, it just, it hurt everybody. And it, yeah. and it hurts us when we don't know the truth. Yeah. And the only way we know the truth is that we, we really need to spend enough time in the Word of God right. so that we can yeah. stand against that. Yeah, I think that was a really good point because there are so many half-truths out there that it's hard to dis differentiate between which one 
is the full truth if you're not spending time daily in the word. I mean, there's just so many things that naturally growing up in a pastor's home um, that I naturally picked up and I gleaned from being around um, my Bible-believing parents and being around the church. But then when you read it for yourself and you go, huh, that's where that comes from. That's what that says. That's, that's actually what it says. It doesn't say that. That wasn't just my parents' opinion. It's biblical, you know. And so it's really important. I've said it before. Um, if you're not reading the Bible for yourself and you're just coming to church and you're just getting everything secondhand from what Randy preaches, from what you hear in youth through different places, then you're being indoctrinated and you don't, you're not reading it for yourself. And so I really believe it's true because there's so much I tell Tim all the time. I'll be like, I saw this TikTok video, had some really good points full of half, half truths where it's like, that sounds super believable. And they'll like argue against the Bible and some different things. And I'm like, that all sounded, it sounded so good. And you can tell people are just eating it up, but it wasn't actually what the Bible said. Yeah. And so, um, you just think all of those thousands of people that see that video are just falling susceptible to the lies and just how easily that can happen. Uh, and you, you just hit, you get that from so many angles, so many directions about so many things. And so it's so important that we are able to stand against temptation where the enemy is trying to lead us down a path. Uh, and he will often do it. Even He will af- often use the word of God as a half truth. So when Jesus was tempted, oh, yeah. uh, he used the word of God. When uh, he's hungry, and so the devil tempts him and says, why don't you turn these stones into bread? Yeah. And Jesus says, well, it, you're not supposed to live by bread, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so he disarmed that. And I've always thought about why, you know, what's, why would it a sin? To turn a stone into a bread, right? Yeah, in, yeah. into a bread, into bread, <laughs> and you think, well, that's not how you get bread. You, you know, how do you get bread? It's a, it's a long process yeah. because you have to, you have to plant some kind of seed in the right. soil, uh, some kind of barley or wheat or flax or yeah, some something something that you're going to make a flower out of, and you have to, you have to plant that, and then you right. have to wait. Yeah. <laughs> for the whole growth process, and so there's going then there's going to be a season of harvest, mm-hmm. and then there's going to be a time of labor labor of harvesting that, and then taking that, and then you have to turn that into flour. So there's that labor of getting the flour ready, and then there's the whole labor of actually preparing the bread, and you know bringing the ingredients together, letting the bread rise, and then putting it, you know, building a fire, putting it in the oven, cooking the bread. There's this whole, it's not an easy process. Yeah, you wore me out just explaining it. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank God I'm gluten-free. Yeah. I don't even have to do any of that. <laughs> do that. I'm a big supporter of that verse yeah. as a gluten-free yeah. person. Yeah, just eat stones. You can't I'm just, live on bread alone. I'm not eating bread. I just eat mostly stones. <laughs> <laughs> my gluten-free bread does taste like stones. So. so, you know, but the devil's always selling shortcuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, why wait? Why wait? Why wait? Why just right now, do it right now, and so so many so many of those things he will gently lead us into deception, and with those half truths, he will lead us into error yeah. because we think, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, two can live as cheaply as one. We we ought to be living together. Why? Right. What's the what's the big deal? 
Yeah. And so those those little those it's little compromises because like, hurt us. Because in some in the thing about half truths is they actually make sense. So many of the times you're like, oh, no, actually that makes a lot of sense, right? That you can easily be swayed. And so um, I think that's that. I think there's a great explanation of why he couldn't turn the the stone into bread because I've read that and thought the exact same thing. Like, well, you are Jesus, do it, you know. So I thought another good point that you had and was that God will not put on you any more than you can bear. That's two good points. Oh two yeah, two, two yeah, yeah. <laughs> check. Check two good um, points. Which we've had seasons where um, I'm pretty sure that was more than I could bear, and then I felt like that was more than I can bear, and then something else major happened. Yeah, I think <laughs> a lot of people take that verse and use it to apply to events that God won't let something happen to you that's more than you can handle. Right. But, you know, if you've ever lost a loved one, <laughs> if you've ever had terminal disease, if you, I mean, it happens all the time. And you can, I mean, all through the scripture, they had things happen that were more than they could emotionally handle. It mm-hmm. was beyond their yeah. ability. So God will allow you to go through things that are more than you can cope with. Yeah. You, you don't, you, there's not an easy answer. You can't just wish it away. It doesn't just go away. Uh, God does allow us to suffer greatly. Mm-hmm. That's part, often, Jesus said, in the world you will have trouble. Yeah. And often that trouble is more than we can bear. But he, but with temptation, that scripture is actually talking about temptation. Mm. It said, yeah. with the temptation, in other words, he won't, there's no temptation, he says in the verse, that's that's not common to man. In other words, every temptation is everybody faces all kinds of the same kinds of temptations. And with every temptation, he gives us an escape mm-hmm. to trust him. Right. We yeah. can either do the sin and think that's going to solve the problem, which right. it never does. <laughs> so but it, so when we're tempted to, to, let's say, gossip, when we're in a group of people and we like the group of people and they, they bring up somebody that we, we don't, that we like and, and we believe in and they start saying negative things about them. And so we're, we're, that's a very light temptation, but we're, we're tempted to join in because we want to be accepted. We want to be loved. We all want to be loved. We all want to be accepted. And so we're tempted to join in with them Mm-hmm. in in the gossip so but there's a way of escape we yeah. we can we can we can literally walk away a lot of times a lot of times uh, dealing with sin is as simple as that it's removing yourself from the situation yeah it's there is a way of escape sometimes it's it's a it's where you tell yourself no you know no i'm not going to participate in that no no i'm not going to do that and so with with the temptation there's always, it's, am I going to, is this going to be a temptation or is it going to be a test? Is it going to be something that brings me down or is it going to be something that helps me stand firm Mm -hmm. and stand fast and maybe grow a little more in my resistance and my ability to deal with that and not fear people, not fear what people think, all of those things that we get a chance to. Yeah, what you finished up with, you said at the end of the sermon, you said, "Lord, Lord, show us the death in our sins. And it's easy to live life and not feel like some of the things we're doing are causing death in our own lives. 
like, you know, just that, that are bringing us down, you know. Yeah, I think that's one of the things about Jesus, that how did Jesus, uh, we know that Jesus was tempted, but he didn't sin. I would also say that I don't believe that he could have sinned. You say, well, what good is the temptation if he couldn't have sinned? Well, he was tempted, but but because of who, because he's the Word of God, and because he's the he's Jesus, <laughs> that he could not be deceived by sin. Yeah. See, so Adam and Eve in the garden were very quickly deceived. I mean, the serpent says, "You know, you can't trust God. God doesn't." Well, mm-hmm. Jesus is not going to have that viewpoint. He uh, he he's able to see through the temptation. So when Satan says to him, "You know, bow yeah. down and worship me, and I'll give you the kings of the world," he's thinking. That's a lie. If I do that, I'm abandoning. I'm abandoning God the Father. You know, he said. You know, worship, worship God only. You know? Right. And then the the devil left him. So there was that that reality of, of recognizing the the challenge of doing the right thing, mm-hmm. believing the right thing about God at the right at the right time. Uh, I think it's so important. And and we have to know the Word of God to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So if uh, we're doing the Bible recap um, that is on lifenewchurch.com slash Bible where you can see how we're doing that. We are doing it separately. You and your family can do it together. You and friends, you and your spouse. Um, Tim and I are doing it together. And so we're on like day 18 today. And so it's just start today. You don't have to try and catch up, um, but just read through the Bible because like I said, it's the, it's a game changer for your, for your life and to know, uh, the truth and what the whole truth is and not be tricked and deceived. So, yeah. And you need that. So, so much. I mean, that's, that's our weapon. And, you know, I just talked briefly about how the weapons that we put on the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, uh, but they're, they're not of the flesh, but they're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. And I think of a stronghold, you think of a castle and, in a castle, there's a tower. You know, they would have towers around the castle. Maybe they have a wall, right. and then they would put sentries, watchmen in those towers. And so, when the so if the enemy's coming, the sentry can warn those inside the the castle that there is an enemy coming. Right. And so, if if the enemy takes over your sentries, if the enemy gets in the tower, <laughs> then you're in trouble. Yeah. Because then they're going to use that to hide the fact that the enemy's coming. You're not going to be warned. And so so, the, so Paul is saying, you know, we need to cast down those imaginations. We need to cast down those, those lies that have occupied the towers of our mind. And so they keep us from being prepared for the attack of the enemy. So he says the way you do that, you put on the whole armor of God. Right. Uh, and so, you know, and I'll probably... Miss one, just think off the top of my head. Put on the belt of truth. Yeah, you know that we surround ourselves with the truth of who we are in Christ, right. that who who Jesus is. We put on, we put on the breastplate of righteousness. Uh, we we take up the shield of faith. The the breastplate of righteousness, of course, who we are in Christ, our position in Christ because of what Jesus did. We're righteous, even when we're not righteous, because of what Jesus did. And yeah. so we need that because yeah. then we need the shield of faith. It says you need the shield of faith to extinguish the fiery darts of the evil one. So he's always trying to make something stick against you. He's always wanting to accuse you of something. Uh, 
You're hmm. not you're not enough. You're not praying enough. You're not believing enough. You're not good enough. And so we we stand against that, and how we we have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel gospel of peace, that we're going to share the good news with everybody around us, and how important that is, and sometimes how hard that is to share the good news, and how it's life changing because even that, if you come out as a Christian it brings a level of accountability into your life. I mean, we, uh, we recently, there was an actor just recently, an actor that just talked to, that came kind of came out as a Christian. And so then we're like, okay, well, we're gonna, now we're going to watch and see how you're doing, you know? Uh, and so that's when you, when you, when you come out, it comes, there's some accountability. And then the last weapon is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And it is our offensive weapon that helps us stand against those that continuing kind of back to square one, uh, that onslaught of lies, right? The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and with it we're able to, to you know, recognize, see the word of God, uh, helps us. The word of God is sharper. Uh, Hebrews tells us than a two-edged sword, dividing between the soul and the spirit. Uh, so you know, it, I think it, and the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So I think it helps us, uh, you know, you, you hear people say, follow your heart. Mm-hmm. But Live the Bible tells us, yeah, follow your truth, follow your, your truth. truth. But the Bible says your heart's deceptive. Yeah. And so your heart will lie to you Yeah. and will lead you down a wrong path. So that's why we need the word of God because right. God's not going to lead us down a bad path. Right. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, but that's, that's what we're seeing all over, all over in our, and our teens are seeing all over social media. Hashtag live your truth. You deserve this, um, you know. Yeah, true, be true to yourself. That's one of the lies. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I know. Man, I would be in a really terrible place if I hashtag lived my truth. Yeah. So, well, cool. I think that's it. That's it. That's yeah. it. Okay. Well, I want to encourage you to be with us Sunday because we're gonna we're gonna launch this series. It's a really good series by Robert Morris. Uh, the first week we're talking about uh, pride. And yeah, and you to, can purchase those books by visiting um, in the Church Center app underneath events. There's a place to register for the group, and you can purchase the book and the workbook for $18. Um, they're about $35 on Amazon together. So we only have about 30-ish left. So do that, and you can pick it up on Sunday, or you can purchase us purchase them on Sunday and pick them up at the Welcome Center. So. Thanks, you guys. 